0: Hello and welcome <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito. I am joined by the hilarious, always hilarious, unable to speak her name because she's laughing into the mic.
1: Shelly Mazanobel. That was good. Thank you. I wish you
0: guys had the visual of her, like she like literally did like the wipe across her face that she would be. <sighs> and- and scene.
1: I'm a very serious podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is like All of a sudden, it becomes like the NPR of, yes. of Dungeons and Dragons podcasting.
1: Let's talk about that. You
0: can uh, eat all of my wonderful, delicious things I make for <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> what? I was going in the old SNL I know, uh, I thought sketch, I have but the then, sweaty. Huh? Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh,
1: all of a sudden, I got well, shy and it, couldn't say the word.
0: It makes sense that we're laughing like this because we're going to talk to Griffin McElroy uh, from very the Adventure Zone podcast. Uh, He's the dungeon master for his his family of uh, intrepid adventurers. Mm-hmm. Very very funny guy.
1: Justin, Travis, and Clint, their father. That's right. Who is awesome?
0: Yes, uh, and 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 a darn good healer. Yes. yes, yes. Yes. Uh, so, but before that, we just wanted to. Talk about some, some catch things, uh, up. you know, uh, we, we have, uh, children, both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, uh, do like to talk about tooting sometimes.
1: Right. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> and, um, poop. Yes. It's just, we've, we've entered full on and Ryan, you're heading into this phase because your son is eight months old. Yeah. Um. He now, like, he'll sing a song, twinkle, twinkle, little poop. <laughs> he works poop into all dialogue, all songs, ABCs, you name it.
0: My girls do not do that. That's that. Maybe that's the fundamental difference between really? little boys and little girls. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they laugh and giggle about other things. but never. Like what? Um, uh, they, they do this thing where they're, they're, they play a lot of mommy baby Really? Yeah. There's a lot of lot of lot of of, of giggling about that. How the younger one likes to be the mommy and the older younger one's the baby, and they think that's hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they're different roles than normally or something like that. That's
1: cute though that they can see the humor in that. Yeah,
0: and they're already role playing. That's what's important. Oh, they
1: are. That's important.
0: They have stuffed animals and they're always talking about things that are happening to them and adventures that they're going on. So really planning planning those steps. Yep. Getting them into Dungeons and Dragons.
1: I did that stuff as a kid nobody brought Dungeons and Dragons to me. See, and that's a sad thing. It is a sad thing. I would have been so happy. I would have been so good. I would it, have been so perfect at it'd it. would have been a good outlet, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. But, but nope, I turned to cigarettes and butt rock.
0: <laughs> and now?
1: And now look at me.
0: And now look at you. You've still got butt rock.
1: Oh, I'll always have butt rock.
0: What is butt rock?
1: You know, like um, the hair bands of the 80s and early 90s.
0: Oh, that's called butt rock. Is that like a thing? Like yacht rock? I've heard of yacht rock.
1: Yacht rock, but I don't know what what is considered yacht rock.
0: Like that same, you know, the uh, uh, hollow Oats kind oh, of like. I love Hall and Oats. Yeah, but like I don't know. Yeah.
1: Like you would be listening to Holland Oats on, on your yacht. yacht on a yacht. Like, yeah. Your hair is your mullet's blowing in the wind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah you I know can see the
0: that. the bikinied women behind you.
1: Well, if I was me of the eighties. And I was listening to music on a yacht, my hair wouldn't blow anywhere because it was so shellacked <laughs> with Aquanet. <laughs> It was amazing. Oh, how
0: the times have changed. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, right. I don't
1: even think I own hairspray now, uh, but.
0: And hopefully uh, Edna will never have hairspray. Either. It
1: might. It might It might come back around again.
0: It could. You never know. The, the, uh, fashions are cyclical. Mm-hmm. It's true. Perms. But you oh know God. One, one thing that's always in fashion? What? Dundas and Dragons.
1: Hey. <laughs> and exactly. podcasts. That's right. So. What
0: are uh, we doing here? Uh, we're, well, before we get right into the episode on Talking to Griffin, we're going to uh, talk about iTunes and how you can rate us and review us on. Uh, you uh, really want to
1: encourage people to rate and review us yes. for the conversation we were just having. Especially about, about the conversation we were just hair having. Hair and babies and. Yeah, yeah. let us Are know. I,
0: I mean, if you want us to go full. on. I mean, we get a lot of crunchiness. We get a lot of uh, uh, role playing stuff in here, but you know, we're also casual sometimes. We're so let casual, us know if that's.
1: It's we, a lifestyle, man. It's a
0: lifestyle podcast, yeah. exactly. But it. if that's not your thing, let us know. If it is your thing, let us know that too.
1: But be gentle.
0: Be gentle. I'll read them. You don't You don't have to read them. Yeah. I'll only give you the good ones. Okay. Thank you. Um, but you can also follow us on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Greg Tito. And Shelly is... I'm
1: at Shelly Moo. Shelly Moo. Uh,
0: you can follow the official wizards at uh, WotC underscore D&D. Um, and d uh, you will get all the latest Dungeons & Dragons stuff there. You can also uh, download Dragon Plus, which is an app on... Uh, the iTunes store as Very well handy. as on Android, uh, Google Play. Um, you should
1: download it just for the covers alone. The covers look covers beautiful. Covers are so cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love the digital uh, circuit board that's on there, yes. our latest issue. And then Zagutmoy was oh, amazing. Love her. Yeah. Uh, a little tidbit for those of you who may not know, there's that that issue three was a statue that was uh, uh, created by this amazing artist, I believe, in the United Kingdom. And uh, Shelley has that statue by her desk. I don't know okay. how
1: I got so lucky to just have her yeah. sit next to me, but I love that thing so
0: much. You were so lucky to have the, the Queen of Fungi yep. and the Lady of The Rot- Lady
1: of Decay <laughs> sitting next to me. Yeah, I guess now it makes sense. Yeah, right next to my gym bag. So <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of hard to tell sometimes who really is the true Lady of Decay. But.
0: Yes, well, she is... Uh, 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 She's fabulous. She brings a lot of... Of fun to the table.
1: You know what else is worth mentioning? What's that? The D&D Pinterest account. So we're on Pinterest. Yes. And we have a really fun board that is dedicated to Zuggy's wedding. Her
0: nuptials. Her nuptials. To uh, <laughs> Aaron Michaels.
1: Aaron <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Michaels? Yeah. When we started giving... All the demon lords, <laughs> like to, regular. To Lauren Michaels. <laughs> She's getting married
0: to Lauren Michaels. <laughs> this is
1: how rumors get started. <laughs> like Demi Gorgon, we changed his name to Debbie Gorgon. <laughs> De-
0: Debbie Gorgon,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little yeah. something we do every now and again when we right. need a break. He, but, yes.
0: He thinks he's alone again, but he never is because no. he, there's two of them. Oh, that's Tiffany. Yeah, that's Tiffany. Damn it. I know. It's hard. So close. It's hard to
1: keep him apart. Um, but anyway, the, the Pinterest boards, they're all. They're they're good good reference cool you can see the artwork for you know, various campaigns and concept art and some retro art on there tons of stuff on there it but looks the beautiful. Zuggy wedding is just it's really it's actually really cool yeah it's exciting but it's funny too like would she really serve Portobello mushroom steaks
0: it seems a bit uh, you know sacrilegious but it, it but she weird. is cha- a chaotic you know evil she demon might. lord she might uh, uh, a lord demon lady yeah. So, you never know. Never know. You never know.
1: So, anyway, check it out. Awesome. Okay.
0: It's And that's uh, Pinterest. Yeah, Whoa, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, you'll find it. Dungeons Dragons. Dragons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pinterest? S-
0: search for all those things and you'll find them. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's uh, call up uh, Griffin and we'll, we'll... All right, I'm we'll, excited to talk to him. We will to ask him about Zagatmoy, but maybe we'll ask him about Toots.
1: Probably. He, he's he got three, or two brothers, so...
0: There's three of them. Mary. There's three
1: of them. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. They he, may he have can, had
0: some toots in his household. Yes.
1: He can probably talk about it. We'll have this. to find out. Okay. That's how boys are. I'm going to press release for one, my boobs. <laughs> my what? <laughs> <it your> boobs? <laughs>
0: my boobs. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello.
2: Griffin? Yes. Hi. Hey, Griffin. How are you?
0: We were just talking <laughs> about toots and burps, and then I put them together. Yeah,
2: I, I literally dialed in right when yeah. I heard the word toots. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can probably. Actually weigh
1: in on this, considering you have brothers, but we Wonderful. were just talking about like how exciting it
2: is when there's a fart And the there's house.
1: A, But you know, we have young children,
0: so
2: they're toots for us because of our young children. I see, I see, I see. Is it, you're saying it's exciting just when one happens. Oh yeah,
1: around you, around yeah, like when he when he does one or he hears one, it's like everything stops. And we need to acknowledge what just happened. <laughs> like,
0: and if you don't, there's this hell to pay. No.
1: Like he will, yeah. he'll repeat several times. I fought him. Oh, I fought him. We Again, have to with acknowledge. with the British accent.
0: It's amazing. He
1: has like this thing with, with a word, like I can't, I can't see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want it.
0: So, Griffin. Sorry, but anyway, sorry, sorry to bring Griffin, you right into our, yes, our, our kid like, banter.
2: Yeah. No, let's kick things off with a bang. <laughs> or a toot. Or a toot. As toot. It were. Let's all toot together.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I imagine growing up in your household was fun.
2: Yes. Uh, it was a it was a it was a toot fiesta. It was a, <laughs> it was a nonstop toot toot train. <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot. So
1: I feel as though kind of we get a little bit of. A sense of what it was like in the household, listening to you guys on the Adventure Zone podcast, which I love, by the way. Oh, thank you! So me much too. fun. It's Tons
0: of fun. It is yeah. tons of fun. We love listening to your. Uh, uh, I, I think the, the thing that made it really stand out for me the most was I, I only really listened to the, the first couple episodes, but uh, uh, when you when you referred to your father as Daddy on the podcast, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, all right, this really it was really endearing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's my Daddy. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. That's right. Yeah, call it, call it, call it, what it is. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, your daddy is pretty awesome. I have to
2: say. Yeah. Yeah. He's really. Uh, he's. He's. He's great. And. And to your point earlier about you know, being being in our house growing up, like it was very much a competition to be the funniest person uh, <laughs> to try and make dad laugh. So I think that probably lends itself to the podcast. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. Now doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So is it, is your dad also a funny man, or just a great audience?
2: <clears throat> no, he is. He uh he he's a radio DJ. He's been a, a disc jockey for oh god, decades. Wow. Um, uh, like d- old school, like early morning radio stuff. And I feel like that informed a lot of his sense of humor. So yeah, like we 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 definitely learned learned all that from from him, as, as well as you know, you know, kids in the hall and old right. SNL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Fun. Well, yeah, it definitely comes through on on the podcast. But I guess we should. We always like to ask people how they first were introduced to Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think I know your how you met story. Your origin story. What is your origin <laughs> yeah. story?
2: this this is the um, this is the part of my career. I'm worried this this podcast is is the part of my career where uh, it's it is revealed that I'm a, a gigantic fraud. Um, <laughs> How so? We
1: usually don't get well, to that part in, until like 15 minutes into
2: the podcast, but yeah, I don't let's wanna, go for it. I don't want <laughs> to waste anybody's time. <laughs> go um, right to it. Get right to the chase. I, I'm, I'm pretty new to it. Like I don't, I, I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. That's
1: um, totally fine.
2: My, my origin to it, like I've, been, I've, I've played every role-playing video game under the sun. Um, and now that I've like spent a lot of time playing, uh, you know, tabletop pen and paper stuff, I understand just how much those are informed by by Dungeons and Dragons and the mechanics of 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 tab- tabletop and pen and paper games. Um, so I feel like I always had this sort of latent understanding of them. Mm-hmm. I just never did it. Like I and I, and it's inexplicable because I'm a nerd in every other like sense of the word. Like everything I I did in high school and middle school and elementary school, if you just saw me walking down the street, you'd say. Looks like a kid that probably plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but um, I just never I just never got into it. Um my my the first time I played was fourth edition. And it was the uh it was actually the the Pinny Arcade sessions that you guys did like, oh, okay. what, like oh, yeah. a decade ago at this point. Yeah, it uh, feels like that, right?
0: It was like two thousand seven, two thousand six. It was
2: yeah. it was a while ago. Um I got really into those despite the fact that I never really played before. Um like I listened to the first three seasons of those pretty like front to back over and over again, mm-hmm. um, and I really what, what really struck me about it, like the guys who who played were were obviously very funny, but uh, the the stuff that Chris Perkins did as the DM, like I don't know, I just never considered the game to be funny before, mm-hmm. um, and like the amount of humorous interaction that happens between people who are like improvising and reacting, uh, and and creating this story in real time, like. I, I, there was something really appealing to me about that, about the, like, humor in it. Um, and so I think I played, like, once back when I was in college, and then um, the first time I played, like, a serious game was, like, every other week when I was... I lived in Cincinnati for a year. I played at a store called uh, Yada Quest, which I just found out today very recently shut down. Oh, August. that's sad. It's very, very sad. Oh, that um, stinks. But I just met, like, a group of strangers, I think, at a... Uh, like on Craigslist I forget how we met but we were we were total total strangers to each other and we played a game uh, every other week for like a year and I really really liked it so I moved around a, a few more times and um, yeah that was sort of my that was sort of my origin that was really the last time I played fourth edition I kind of had a dry spell for a few years until fifth edition came out and I knew I wanted to get back on board
0: nice well don't feel like a fraud at all I mean I think there's a lot of people who
1: totally
0: who come into it now you know like it's not a uh, uh, and it's not everybody that had it in the eighties and the seventies no. growing up. And I mean, I mean, I, you know, I think I got into it a little bit earlier than you did, but I was the same. I didn't really start playing until uh, uh, the mid two thousands in a regular in a regular group. I, I I did a few starts and stops, and and uh, you know, it's 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 totally something that I feel like I should appeal more to adults more than kids at, at a certain point. You
2: know, because I, I, yeah, I, I go feel ahead. like I feel like fourth edition uh, was just a really great um channel for people like myself who were self-proclaimed giant video game nerds to mm-hmm. so get in because the the mechanics were so codified and it was basically like a really complex board game where you could do anything And to me that was way easier for me to wrap my mind around than a system of intangible rules that exist in a book and mm. on, a, on a piece of paper. like I, I feel like I feel like there's a new wave of, of people. Uh, the, and again, I have no idea what I'm talking about because 4th <laughs> Edition was the first thing I played. But I, I feel like it was a uh, – I, I certainly know a lot of people who got into it because of 4th Edition because of how sort of approachable and tangible the rule set was and all of like the really great D&D insider digital tools. Like, oh, my God, I used to just make characters oh, yeah. that I would never play. But like those, those tools were so powerful and so great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that to me is, was, was, that was an easy sell for me. Is here's the here's thing, and it's basically like, uh, I think I heard somebody say, it's like World of Warcraft, which I played, God, a horrifying amount of time right. uh, playing. Uh, but now it's, you know, tabletop board game thing.
1: Yeah. So how did the podcast come about? How did you guys decide to all get together and play D&D and record it?
2: It 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 was sort of a confluence of things. Um, I would say my big driving factor was fifth edition had just come out, and I don't know anybody in Austin where I live that plays Dungeons and Dragons, so I really wanted to play. Really, there's nobody uh, in Austin that plays. People in Austin. No, there's I don't. There's tons of people. I actually (laughs) live right next to a giant, awesome my my friendly local game store uh, uh, is called Dragon Slayer. Mm -hmm. I live right right down the street from it, and it's huge and amazing and. I've, I've actually never gone there to play anything. Um, but like, yeah, like none of my friends here, uh, We, you know, we play uh, board games and stuff like that, but they're, they're not big into tabletop stuff. So I was just looking for like people to play fifth edition with because I really wanted to check it out. I actually wrote a story. Um, I, in, in addition to the podcast stuff I do, I uh, uh, produce videos for a video game website called Polygon. Right. And uh, I, wrote, I wrote this big long article about fifth edition in which I had to like learn about fifth edition and God, I was so hungry to play it after that. Uh, I think the same day I posted that article, uh, my wife, uh, Rachel, and I were had been re-watching Freaks and Geeks and we watched the D&D episode. Oh, nice. And it was, it was just like a sign, like you need to play. Yep, the universe <laughs> was started. speaking to you. Yeah, so um, uh, it was a pretty easy, like it kind of just made sense. Like I'd listened to D&D podcasts before. I think they're really great. I thought it lends itself to comedy, especially fifth edition where it, it, you, you, know, you don't have to spend – so super long in combat encounters and the rules are more fluid and I'm a big fifth edition fan. I I'm a big, big supporter of the fifth edition. Um, I, I I just felt like, I don't know, you didn't need that board in front of you necessarily. Like it was easier to do over spoken word. Like all, all of it just made sense. And so, uh, we had talked about doing it, me and, uh, uh, Justin and Travis, my brothers, uh, we all do my brother, my brother, me, which is a podcast we've done for like God seven years now. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been talking about doing it, and we've been wanting to get our dad involved in, in our podcast endeavors somehow. And this just, like, made sense, despite the fact that, like, he had never played D&D. Like, despite being the biggest nerd I know, uh, he had never played Dungeons & Dragons before. So, like, uh, yeah, all of it just kind of came together. There was my, my uh, oldest brother had, uh, and his wife Sydney had a baby last year, and so he kind of went on uh, leave for a few weeks um, and so, to sort of pad out that gap where we didn't have new episodes going up, we released this pilot episode of the Adventure Zone uh, on My Brother, My Brother and Me, and the reaction to it was just amazing. So, we just started doing it every other week uh, and launched a separate podcast for it.
1: That's amazing. So, it, where it wasn't—you didn't go into it with the intention of it being its own podcast. It was just—I
2: hoped it would be. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really did. We we hadn't planned anything really. I just got this the starter's kit with the. Uh, the Lost Minds of Fandelver and right. uh, it, we we just started running that, and I had no no plans. It's it's spiraled off to this completely bonkers thing that is um, of our own creation, that is uh, like way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be, especially back in those early days. But yeah, we just started off uh, running running Fandelver and seeing what happened, <laughs> uh, and and I was hoping it would, but if if the reaction to it was like nah. We're not really interested in this then we we probably wouldn't have pursued it because it's a lot of work, yeah. certainly a lot more work than um than than an advice podcast takes uh, <laughs> yeah. so have you been
0: doing you know, like you said it's a lot of work how how have you uh uh how much time do you spend uh, coming up well, with stuff I, as a yeah. dungeon master
2: I spend a lot like a lot of time like i i i I've spent a lot of time. I could sit like the document that I have that has, well, I have multiple documents. I have a folder full of documents. <laughs> I have like my, my one document. That's like the whole arc of the campaign. And then I have like the different arcs that take place inside that campaign. And those are their own documents. And each of those are like, God, like four to 5,000 words long. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a novel at this point. It's, it's getting, it's getting pretty ridiculous. Um, Luckily, I'm at a point where, like, I pretty much got it all planned out. But, like, that's, that is the, that's the difficult thing about being a, a DM, and it's true whether or not you're doing it for a podcast. But, like, you can have all these great plans, then one of your uh, players just right. completely uh, usurps you and does something else. Right. And hilarity ensues. Right. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> so have you always been the dungeon master when you've played D&D, or were you ever a player as
2: well? Uh, no, I was a player, uh, when, when I played my semi-regular game, um, when I lived in Cincinnati, I was just a player, um, I tried to DM one game with, uh, a, a bunch of, uh, my brother's co-workers, he, uh, Travis is, used to work at the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, and so I thought, like, oh, a bunch of actors right. getting together, playing, playing D&D, like, I, I'm sure you guys know more about this than I do, but I feel like the overlap there is just so obvious because it oh, is yeah. like it's 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 improv and it's acting and, and uh, it actually did go really well. We just like couldn't get the like six of us back together for an entire year. And then I moved away. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's my only – you I, guys. I, I had exactly 90 minutes of DM experience before I said, hey, let's do a Dungeons & Dragons podcast and I'll DM it knowing absolutely nothing about what I'm doing. Ambitious. But that's – I think that's
0: yeah, – more people should take that, that leap because it's not necessarily – uh, and we've talked about this in other, uh, other versions of this podcast, where, like, it's not necessarily, like, this big d- stressful thing. I think right. Doja Mastering... You have to read no.
1: all the books first. You have I to mean, know all the rules first.
0: Right, and I, and even uh, in just listening to that the first episode uh, of Adventure Zone, you guys were figuring it out as you went. You know, like, it was all about, like, teaching people, letting people mm-hmm. know what was happening, and, yeah. you know, not necessarily having the encyclopedic knowledge that, that you know, uh, uh, you'd think you would need, but you don't need sure. that.
2: Sure, but to, to wit there are two versions of our first episode um, because we did a re-edit of the, of the pilot episode because the pilot episode was like two hours long. <laughs> and like you said, like a lot of that was us figuring it out as we went and like a lot of referring to indices and stuff like that. And it, 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 it's not because fifth edition is complicated. I think fifth edition is like genius in, in how it's streamlined. Like the advantage system oh, takes yeah. so much of the, the like pressure off the DM. Um, and, and I, f- I feel like in a lot of different cases, there are multiple ways for you to resolve something, which, which keeps you from like having to remember the one specific way you have to resolve something like, uh, again, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I, I, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's just, it's genius. And it really makes the rules part of it. Not that difficult unless you've literally never played D D before. And then you do spend a little bit of time. Right. Which it. is so,
0: what you guys were doing. It was true. We
2: released an episode 1.5 that I think is like. Like sixty-five minutes or something like that. We literally cut half of it, uh, but either one is good. I really like the rule stuff. I really like the, I really like getting into the nitty-gritty and character management and stuff like that.
1: I like it too. I like hearing how people are approaching the rules and their own take on it, and just I I, I find it interesting just to hear dungeon masters be dungeon masters and mm-hmm. how they handle new players and new questions and scenarios. Because I mean, your group isn't they whether they're intentionally doing it or not they are going to throw curveballs at you I and mean, that's just yeah. the nature of who they are and that's what's so entertaining about it
2: i'm also kind of a i'm an easy dm and like a lot of it but it's it's weird it's weird being a I, I i worry that sometimes i make it sound harder than being a dm actually is because i'm also in addition to being the show's dm i'm the show's like producer like I want to put out a good podcast and that's a whole different kettle of fish between like putting on a good game that your players will enjoy and putting on a both a good game and a good story that the the listeners at home will enjoy like we've we've actually um I haven't really talked about this before but like we have entire encounters like entire battles that I just scrapped like I just just deleted I just threw out on the cutting room floor because it was like it was a fight, like it was a fine fight and they used, used their different, you know, class abilities to resolve the fight and they got through the fight. And then I got to the end of it and I was like, well, that was fun for them, but it absolutely wasn't fun for like a listener who, who would be listening to other people, you know, play through what would otherwise be a pretty straightforward fight. Right, um, right. And I feel like that, that stuff that has hit the cutting room floor has sort of informed the tone of the show. We're like, this not only has to be entertaining for the players, it has to be entertaining for somebody who is also listening to people play Dungeons and Dragons, which okay. is tough. Yeah.
0: And that's something that, that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of streaming of, of D&D out there, which I think it's, it's you know a video streaming. So it's a little bit more live. They don't have the ability to, to edit like that. Um, yeah. and, and those are entertaining and I really like it's the same as, you know, watch people play, play video games on Twitch or something like that, where there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily the most compelling stuff ever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that you guys are, are, are taking this as the, the cream of the crop, like trying to get the most satisfying moments and, and putting that into, uh, an edited stream.
2: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it is edited is the, the key word there because it is, it is a, Thoroughly edited production. Uh, <laughs> that makes uh, me feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I feel like we we finally found a pretty good balance um, between like the, I feel like the three of them know how to well they know how to play, which is like a pretty good start. Uh, except for my dad who has literally no idea how to play. No, that's not fair. He has an okay idea how to play. Um, and 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 how to between how to play and how to like do entertaining stuff that is still like sort of within the rules, like still not completely. We're not just like making everything up as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten some criticism from people who are like, you are bending the rules to a like preposterous degree. Like you should have killed them here and here and ah. here and here. And it's fine. Like, but that's, that's my, that's what I'm talking about. This balance of just like, if I did follow the rules of the letter um, and I did make that guy as challenging as he should have been. And I did make that trap as deadly. If I did make that do as much damage as like, they'd all be dead. And that's not great radio. Like, no. I feel like How? if, if it, it maybe it would be entertaining if they played different characters every week because all three of them do something dumb enough to get them killed on a weekly basis. <laughs> weekly basis, I should say. Um, yeah, it's tricky.
0: Yeah, but that's not always. You know, like, having them crash to a halt and have a TPK
2: is not necessarily the most entertaining thing ever, for sure. Yeah, and it's certainly not good for like merch. You know, <laughs> once, we, once we start cranking out like Magnus Burnside's T-shirts, yeah, he chomps if he chomps it, we got to put all those in the incinerator.
1: Yeah, so you guys, your fans are pretty incredible because I was uh, following some of the, your hashtags on Twitter and seeing the fan art that people create and just how invested people are in this podcast. They're like imploring their followers, like you have to listen to this podcast. You have to like, do it now.
2: We've always like. But part of me was sure when we started doing this that the reaction to it would be really great because, and this is obviously something that every like content creator in the universe says. But like, our uh, the fans that we have for my brother, my brother and me are like the best and the coolest, and we've hung out with them a lot. Our our um, our uh, podcasting parent uh, is a, uh, an, a, an organization called Maximum Fun, and they do uh, a meetup in California every year over, like, a weekend up in Lake Arrowhead, like, up in these really pretty mountains. And, like, we've hung out with those people before. Like, they're really, really cool and really supportive. And to, to like, give those people, like, a piece of fiction to chew on has been, like, the reaction to it has been, like, it's beyond my wildest dreams. Like, the mm. amount of fan art, like, new stuff every day. Somebody today sent in, a like, an animation that they made uh, of, a, of a clip. From like a, like ten episodes ago that they really liked. I've I, we've gotten like a lot of tweets of people who are like shipping our characters, like people who are like, <sighs> oh man, in my head canon, Clark and Taco are boyfriends, and it's like, that's like, oh, I we made all that shit up. Oh sorry, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah or you not. can go for it. Okay, good. I didn't like we made that all came up out of our brains, and people are like. Very, very – just way more invested in it than I ever could have imagined because if I hadn't imagined it, I would have been, like, an egomaniac. <laughs> you got fan fiction
1: happening. You got slash fiction. fiction.
2: Yep. We got slash fiction. We got all of the different – <laughs> This is amazing. It's really great. Um, it adds, like – it adds a, a lot of pressure to it, but I, I feel like that pressure doesn't get to us quite as much anymore. Like, I think we're, I think we're in a groove, which is good because we've been doing it for a year now. Yeah.
1: That's only been a year? Yeah, I know. Oh, it feels like... I guess you guys just put out a lot of content because it feels like it's been longer than that. But
2: We don't even put out a lot of content, I would say. We do bi weekly, We do every other week. So um, we get a lot of people asking us to do every week, and just that seems... Unless it's like my full time job is writing D D campaigns, like I really do put a lot of work into it, and yeah. getting the four we the we the four of us are scattered across three different time zones, like just getting us in a, a single Skype call and keeping that Skype call from crashing and recording all of our stuff locally, oh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot. Um, so.
1: So when the family is all together in person, do you guys play D and D or just like? <laughs>
2: Uh, Let's do something else. <laughs> we, only did it. we only did it. Well, I, I, we haven't played like a, a recreational game of D&D, like where we didn't record it and release it as a podcast. Frankly, just because like it's kind of hard to get together to record the podcast in the first place. If right. we ever did have that opportunity, it would seem wasteful not to put microphones in front of ourselves, as crass as that sounds. <laughs> uh, the only time we've ever done it in person was we did a live show, our first live show uh, a couple months ago at LA PodFest. And that was oh, cool. that was bananas, um, that was very stressful. That was like having other people around while watching you play D Like, man, I don't I don't know how those those uh, penny arcade guys and Chris Perkins yeah. I don't know. do that it in front of like gigantic crowds at PAX. I watch those, uh, and the thought of being Chris Perkins like trying to weave all, like, like keep all that stuff together, like, keep all that stuff from falling apart in front of, like, tens of thousands of people, like, oh, God, keeps me up at night, gives me panic attacks. I know.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing watching him do it, too. Like, uh, I remember in the office, I saw him... A couple of days before this recent one for Pax Prime, he was digging through uh miniatures. Uh, and that's where he came up with the idea for the 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 two gargoyles that were up on, on the top for the most recent episode. Yeah. A couple it, days before. A couple of days before. Like he literally just made that up. And then I, I had assumed he'd like almost written the pre-written the banter. Uh, uh, but it was all on the fly. So that was, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, and it, it's it's amazing watching it all come up on the fly and in front of folks. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it's, that It's
2: It's a great, like, mix of on the fly and also, like, you can tell how, like, intricately planned those those fights are. And the fights are never just, like, a big dragon comes at you. Now you got to fight him. There's right. always, like, there's always a vehicle involved. Like, there's always, like, a big airship <laughs> that's piloted <laughs> by robots. And it's, like, I listen to that, and I think, like, oh, I'm stealing that. Like, oh, I'm definitely... I, I realized when I was writing uh, the next arc in the in the Adventure Zone campaign. Like, oh, uh, like every campaign arc I've had so far is like revolved around like vehicles. <laughs> like, so it's, it's always <laughs> like this big ridiculous fight on a car or a train or something. And it's like maybe I need to curtail it, but that that's the kind of stuff that like I I listened to and it set me on fire for for playing D and D because. It, it wasn't what I expected when I wasn't playing it m- most of my life, which mm-hmm. was you know you fight some skeletons in a tomb. It can be like you know being big, having these big battles in airships controlled by tiny robots and stuff like that.
0: Do you ever think though that like now uh, uh, you being inspired by by Chris Perkins and 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 all those games and what's happening? Do you think that people are listening to Adventure Zone and and in turn getting inspired by by you and what I you do. guys do and.
2: Yeah, playing. we've gotten we've gotten tweets to that effect. And it's like that that is the ultimate like snake eating its own tail. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't like, the, the, the fan art and, and stuff is, is and slash fiction is is overwhelming and super, super cool. And I can't believe that like people appreciate the like fiction of what we're doing to, to that extent. And it's very humbling. The fact that people are having the same experience listening to us play D&D that I had that first got me into playing D&D listening to. You know, Chris Perkins and and those guys run their game. Is like I don't even know how to comprehend that. Mm-hmm. You like that's, are Chris that's, that's humbling to, to a degree that is um, indescribable.
0: That's so cool. Though. Yeah. I mean, but that's what's happening. I mean, I'm, I've been I've been seeing people like I don't, you know, before we were getting you on this podcast, I I had people talk so much about Adventure Zone and and, and it's it's becoming more and more the most popular you know comedy D and D cast, but you know, definitely. It's up there, uh with there's, with the one the most popular.
2: There's some titans up there <laughs> Like it's and I listen to most of them. Like I love uh Crit Juice and Nerd Poker and um, mm-hmm. uh, the the D stuff in Harmontown. Yeah. And then he's doing his own D show, like specific D show. Like there's a it's a it's a I I wouldn't have predicted that it would be as big of a uh a sp- like space, as big of a podcasting sector, but like again, like it is so built for comedy. Like that first time I played when I was in college I was just with a bunch of really funny friends. And we spent the whole night just like cracking up, laughing, playing, playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's such a funny medium, um, uh, especially if you're playing with a, a DM who's willing to like let you do that funny stuff. So um, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Like I think it is actually a perfect fit for, for the comedy podcasting sphere.
0: Have you ever played? I mean, so that that fourth. I mean, now that you bring up, how much it's so much about comedy. Like, have you ever played in a group where comedy was 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 frowned upon? Um, <laughs>
1: not are, so much. Fr- there are serious D and D people.
0: There are very serious. Yeah. D&D oh, people.
2: absolutely, yeah. And I'm I'm worrying that a lot of them are will someday listen to our show. Get <laughs> about, like, all what of the is this? Doing right. Um, uh, no, I've never played with anybody who's like a total blowhard. Um, my DM when I was playing in Cincinnati was a, a, a little bit more uh, straight laced. He uh, he 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 wouldn't let us do uh, you know whatever we wanted, and was pretty um, uh, pretty quick to kill. Uh, oh, so wow. it, they, I mean, there's They'll nothing funny about your character being you know being swallowed by a big sandworm or something like that. Um, unless it's not your character, somebody, and then it could be hilarious. <laughs> Okay. Um, but they, no but- I, I've never had the experience of playing with people who are like I, I, don't, I don't I don't get it at that point like I, I guess I do get it like the fiction the the ability to create your own fiction in D&D is really cool and if you're so into that that you do have to like follow the rules of the letter like I, I guess I'm into that but it's also supposed to be like super fun and I, I feel like uh, trying to squash that comedy down gets in the way of, of having fun that's why I let uh, Justin and Travis and dad just do whatever they want. Right.
1: But all right, so you, that's that's a question that we had for you is that they there is a lot of creative freedom obviously that you and it's I think it would be hard to rein them in even if you didn't want that, but how do you balance the creativity of your players with still moving the game forward and not letting it get in the way?
2: Um, it's really hard. Like that balance <laughs> that balance of yeah. agency like and, and we do struggle with it like I, I one thing I'm really sensitive to is I feel like, um, especially in those earlier episodes, the, the whole thing was on tr- tracks. And I had a way that I wanted the encounters to be resolved. And I had a way that I wanted the story to develop. And I had a way I wanted this character's fate to end up. Um, and so I tried just by sheer force of will to like guide the three of them into doing what I wanted them to do. And only now, like do I realize that that's not fun for me or them or our listeners? And instead I need to, you know, try and preserve the macro storyline as much as I possibly can, but on a, a micro like arc to arc scale, just like let them do whatever they want and then try really, really hard to uh, resolve that. And and fortunately I feel like that, that's another thing fifth edition uh, rule set is really good at. Like, mm. It's, you, you don't have these powers printed out on, on on cards. You don't have a list of things you can do. You can do, you know, basically w- whatever you want. Not that you couldn't do that in past editions, but I, I feel like it's so much easier to resolve creative um, problem solving. And and so that, that, that helps a lot. But yeah, it's tough. Like things have certainly happened in the podcast that I did not want to happen that I then had to go and like throw away 10 pages of... <laughs> Story like that's I'm not joking like I the the, the, we had a whole arc on a train that was like a murder mystery and I had this awesome fight planned oh my god it was (laughs) going to be cool and then Travis did something that was like well I like I I just there's no way in fiction I can preserve this there's no way I can still do this and so I just you know select all delete cry cry cry
0: what was it can you tell us now
2: Uh, it was just a, a big fight on top of a moving train with like you know, the, the, the end of speed or like things like little, uh, uh, track markers that you have to avoid as, as the train speeds through them. None of that, none of that made it (laughs) in. Um, but it's okay. I, I don't know if you can tell, I'm not hung up about it or anything. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: well, something I learned from, from Chris Perkins is that uh, uh, it's good to, that you rolled from that punch. You didn't try to get it in, but you can always try and weave it in later.
2: Right. Know? Yeah. You,
0: do, you know, have another adventure. The next time
2: they're on a train. The next time
0: they're on a train.
2: <laughs> or or a, rather on top of a train. Yeah. yeah it might be. I feel like our listeners might be like, wow, there's a lot of trains in this
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. Anything can happen. So, are you still um, doing stand up?
2: Oh, I've never done stand-up no. that you
1: you that, guys are not comedians professional n- no none
2: of us are none of us are professional comedians. not professional um, well, well maybe J- you Justin, should be doing it oh thank you that's very <laughs> sweet um, J- Justin and I do both work at, at polygon doing video game stuff um, and and Travis is out in LA doing uh, podcast stuff full-time I guess you could call that a, a comedian but like we've never we've never done stand-up um, the thought of that terrifies me see um,
1: really because I would think that there's so many parallels between what you do as a dungeon master on a podcast, a very popular podcast, and what a comedian would do. Because you still have to play to your audience and be quick on your feet and
2: right but this is this is it, it's not just a, a D thing like the parallels between podcasting and stand-up like I've, I've i've i have thought about it certainly i feel like everybody who's done anybody who's ever had anybody laugh at them for any reason it's <laughs> not like oh what if i got up on a mic but like i, I think about that and how could i translate the podcast stuff or the DD stuff over to stand-up and it's like well i would need other people up there with me because all of the comedy is born out of our interactions it's, mm. it's born out of us like either ragging on each other or us having these completely unlikely conversations between two characters that have like no reason to be talking to each other about the stuff they're talking about. And th- but at that point, I'm just describing a podcast. Like it's not stand up anymore. It is, yeah, it, is right? a, it is a podcast again. The thought of getting up there with, like, out without that safety net, without the comedy found in those interactions and just like saying funny stuff I thought of earlier just scares the daylights out of me. Yeah. And then being in front of an audience is always it's 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 tough. And not oh being able to god. edit. I planned, and not being for able <laughs> to edit. yeah. I planned for our one and only live show. I was up I I I planned it for a month. The week before I was up like until like two AM every night, like fine-tuning it, <laughs> and then it was ninety minutes of of live material and it was over again. And I felt like I just like run a marathon. Oh, like god. it's oh god, live audience D D is
1: yeah,
0: terrifying. I, I, I'm, I'm, I can relate to that. It's terrible. It's terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah, and you almost want, you almost are like, wait, doing this in front of a live audience would be a lot better if I had had like a normal amount of sleep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sure. It, it didn't help, and the jet lag. Yeah, it was a, it was a one, two, three punch. Yeah.
1: But D and D players are they're such good audiences.
2: They are they're yeah, nice no.
1: people. They're enthusiastic. There's always something that happens, and they're like, I can totally relate to that.
2: It was a good audience. It, it was a great audience, and it was, it went well. It's just like the 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 prospect of a live show is you don't know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you want to try and make it its own self-contained thing. Good luck finding that balance between rules, between comedy, between being, you know, engaging narrative, and also, like, introducing everybody who's never heard of the show or played D&D before into it at the beginning and then tying all that up in a nice bow in, like, your deadline. Like, oh, my God. We like a musical number at the end? Yeah, yeah with the, yeah. With Chore- the, the, choreography. The well, dog you,
1: say, you say good luck doing that, but you do that. You do that on the podcast. So what is what, yeah. what is the secret to this?
2: Uh, well, uh, well, on the podcast, we have the benefit of not, it doesn't have to be self-contained. Like, I feel like if, if anybody started listening to The Adventure Zone, we're on episode 26 now, uh, or actually, I don't know when this is going up, but when we're recording this, we're on episode 26.
0: Uh, <laughs> we don't know when it's going up either, so it's okay.
2: Like if you started listening now, it would be nonsense. Because we've actually established like a pretty tremendous amount of fiction. Like they they, they all have a, a jobs. Like they all have this agency that they're working for with these, you know, inscrutable, arcane goals. And, and like there, there's a lot of meat in there now. And if you started listening on episode 26, you'd be lost. Like you, you it's one of those shows where you kind of do have to start from the beginning. Um, in a live show, like, it can't just be episode 27. Because the, then, like, there's going to be a lot of people there who have never heard the show before. Right. Uh, although I say that, and at our only live show, everybody raised their hand and said that they had heard the show before. <laughs> they had, they <laughs> it. Um, but, but it can't just be episode 27. It has to be its own self-contained thing. And that's a, that's a really tough prospect to be like, okay, everybody, here's these characters. Here's what they're doing. Here's, here's the thing. We're going to get through it really quick. And the end, like, doing all of that in, in the time you have allotted is, is a, it's man, it's a tough putt.
0: Do you think you would do it again? Do you think you would do another live show?
2: Yeah, uh, eventually. Um, Just gotta like wrap my mind. Like there's stuff that I was unsatisfied with in our first live show, just in terms of like pacing and and stuff like that, uh, that is another thing that we kind of struggle with on the show um, uh, that that I definitely wanna nail down before we do it again. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it again at some point. Nice.
1: Did you let the fans um, interact at all with the live show?
2: We had a guy in the front row that I handed my player's handbook to, and we referred to him as, like, uh, I think we called him the archivist or something like that, (laughs) and uh, his only job during the show is if we got confused about something, which happened a lot, we yelled at him, (sighs) Ah. look in the book, and figure out the rule to do it. Guys, Everyone needs an archivist. It was brilliant. We gave him a special hat. Oh. Um, Yeah. So I hope he was familiar with
1: D&D? He was. So we actually cancer.
2: asked, like, who here knows D and D like the back of their hand? Oh, uh, perfect. He must he, have loved that. He did. Like, he helped us like three or four or five times or six times. <laughs> he
0: helped <us> a lot. <laughs> Nineteen or twenty-five times.
1: Well, whatever. Yeah. I think that's actually a great idea. So you did mention uh, Chris Perkins in the Penny Arcade podcast and how you found that to be inspiring. Are there any other um, tricks you've picked up from other DMs, either DMs that you've played with or seen on I, heard
2: on other podcasts? Yeah. Again, like. I haven't played a whole lot, so I don't. I don't have a lot of, uh, like DM, tech techniques that I lift from. Um, like it's it's almost entirely uh, Chris Bergen's and, and some of the stuff that, like the Penny Arcade guys did. I remember like one thing that kind of affected me was like this is a really long time ago. Um, one of one of the two of them started playing uh, around the same time that I started to get interested in Fourth Edition, and he started DMing a game. He had this one fight that took place on a sphere. It was like a, I don't know what it was, like a miniature planet or something like that. And the sphere was actually a cardboard sphere that he'd gotten from a hobby shop. And this was fourth edition, so like you had a board. Mm -hmm. And he added like tacks to the bottom of all the miniatures. So they were actually like moving around a a grid sphere. And I remember seeing that thinking like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire. So like, I think it was less like- I remember that. It was less me stealing- uh, like like wholesale lifting ideas. And more just like D- DMing like that made me realize like you can do anything with this stuff. You just have to like, you just have to know how to resolve it. Um, and and I, I feel like, uh, I, I, again, like I just feel like fifth edition just makes that so much easier. Partially because you don't have to go to a hobby shop and buy, you know, a spherical styrofoam ball. <laughs> Um, but also just the, the the conflict resolution is just so simple. I never feel like I I, I I mean again, I probably get a lot of stuff wrong, but I never feel like I have to look look stuff up to figure out how to bring bring one of my players' ideas into action. Um,
0: but that's, and, and, that's also a testament to, to your maybe you know you may not have, tons of experience so you'd be like hey, I've been doing this for 35 years but like you know it's clear just from listening to you and listening, listening to you talk now that like you have a, a knack for it you know like you have something that makes it easy uh, uh, for, for and also it's probably it's the familiarity of dealing with your players as well I mean growing That's up. That's definitely
2: yeah It's I mean it's a comfort thing more than anything like yeah. and I, I was aware of of that comfort in the comedy space just because we've been doing My Brother, My Brother and Me for so long and I feel like for, for that Sort of comedy where it's three people just like shopping stuff in real time and, and talking and and being funny. Like comfort is really important. Like you 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 have to feel like even if you tank, um, the the other two people aren't going to judge you for it, <laughs> or um, if they will, they'll they'll make it funny and how they, yeah. they make fun of you. That is also true though of storytelling. Like I've I've I I was nervous at first, and I'm not nervous anymore because of that. Um, like I just you know I I am uh blood with these people that I'm playing with like I can I can float anything their way, mm-hmm. narratively speaking like I can I can try any story thing out and I feel comfortable to do so, which I think is a big part. I, I think like in terms of inspiration like I've played video games, I play video games a lot and I've played them my whole life and I feel like I've drawn more from 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 those and sort of interpreted the uh, the architecture of video games into, D and D stuff, which I think is actually a pretty good shortcut f- for for new DMs. Like this idea of um, ha- having a really, really blatantly obvious direction for your characters. Like, go! C- you have to collect the seven coins. <laughs> they don't have to be coins, but like, that's literally exactly what our campaign is. Like, I needed a, a an architecture, like an an idea that would sort of be the the structure for the arc, and it was. Well, of course they have to collect the seven special things. MacGuffins. Do. They they need the MacGuffins and like that is a, oh my God, that's the video gamiest thing like ever. <laughs> um collect the crystals or the whatever. Yeah. Um, and but but you know, have each of those different nu- numerical uh arcs be their own like specialized thing. Um like like yeah, I feel like video game um uh rules, like the way that they operate have, have informed my DMing more than anything, which which is again
0: the snake eating itself, as you were saying. How much uh, sure. at the beginning of this, how the DM, you know, how Dungeons and Dragons informed video games, which then informs, you know, right. the the current generation of of Dungeons and Dragons players, and vice versa. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm 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 excited to get more into Adventure yep. Zone. Uh, I'm, as you said, I do. I wanted to start earlier on instead of just jumping into to episode twenty six. Uh, so I'm still I'm still uh, on the early stages. Want to get more into it. If people want to listen to it, where can they where can they find it?
2: Uh, our website is theadventure.zone, um, and that's where we put up uh, We put up every episode that goes up there. Uh, when I first made the website, I said we were going to put our character sheets up there. I, like I have not been especially diligent <laughs> at keeping those updated, um, but now that I'm doing this, I probably will feel forced to. Nice. Uh, put a bunch of fan art and, and other cool stuff up there too, but that's our website, or you can find it at MaximumFun.org. That's our parent company, like we said earlier, or like I said earlier. Uh, or on iTunes, just search for The Adventure Zone, and it'll be right there waiting for you.
1: And where can people find more of you and the rest of the crew? Uh,
2: uh, we're, we all have Twitter accounts that are our names, pretty sure. Mine is Griffin McElroy. That's M- I said it weird. It's M-C-E-L-R-O-Y. <laughs> uh, I said McElroy. That's nothing. <laughs> um, Macaroni. Yeah. I do video stuff for Polygon. You can search for Polygon on YouTube or go to Polygon.com. Nice. Um Yeah. I'm I'm all over. Well, I've I've been
0: following you and Justin on, on Poly, uh, Polygon for a long time, and and uh, Joystick before that. So it's uh, it's
2: cool to be able to talk to you. Oh, thanks. It's cool yeah. to talk to you guys too. I
1: agree with with Greg. You are definitely a natural at this DMing thing. So hopefully you stick with it.
2: Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of have to because <laughs> Your <family's laughs> you're contractually obligated you know. to do so. I, I feel like people would be like real angry at us on Twitter yep. if we just stopped doing it one day. <laughs>
0: Nice. Well, we'll see you uh, hopefully at a gaming event soon.
2: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Griffin. Yeah, thank you.
1: Oh my god, I love what I want.
2: That was a little bit Mike
0: Tyson. We're like, I love that part. I love that part. Wait, when does oh, it come in? do the drums come in?
1: Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, my headphones are falling off my head. <laughs> oh,
0: it's it's hilarity here for the Dungeons and Dragons podcast.
1: All we always on our podcast? All right.
0: Well. That'll take us you out for this.
1: Dream. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <right> back into <laughs> it. Thank you, you for listening. As much as you want. can you I tell can. you one other thing? What's that? In fifth grade <laughs> in music class on Friday. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That's right. We had, <laughs> we could bring in, like, uh, some cool music-related thing for, like, a show-and-tell. And I brought in my 45, actually, it was my brother's 45, to private eyes. <laughs> it was, like, the best song ever. It was the best song ever. And I remember I was... Very shy, and I would never sing like I just did in front of you guys. And I can't believe I just did that. But I remember like sitting on my hands in music class so that I wouldn't like go doing like the snap, snap, clap, clap. Part I was like, I wanted to just bust out in a song so badly, but it up, it up. I bottled it up, and now obviously it is now finding an outlet. So
0: Here it is, it's all out there. Private eyes. Well, that was really They're cool watching you. talking to Griffin McElroy about the private eyes that are watching him uh, during his live show. That was really cool. It was interesting to hear him talk about uh, how Chris Perkins inspired yeah, him. That
1: he gets nervous before doing yeah. things like that, which you never would
0: know. Well, you now, I mean, everybody gets nervous. Everybody gets nervous. Yeah, it's a thing. Even if you're like have this, one of the most popular Jones and the Dragons live play podcasts out there, yeah. you can still be very nervous deep in your heart. I'm
1: I give him all the credit in the world it's awesome I would never do it
0: so definitely go check out Adventure Zone uh, if you liked uh, listening to us talk to him uh, please give us a good rating on iTunes <laughs> uh, and uh, of course you can follow us on Twitter uh, I'm at Greg Tito at Shelly
1: that's right
0: yeah I'm just gonna say it I don't know you to... Shelly Moo <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sing it in hollow notes style. <laughs>
1: you know it. Hollow notes style. I am actually so excited to go back to my desk and listen to my hollow notes Pandora station. <laughs> de- 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 de-
2: oh, yeah.
0: We'll let hollow notes take us out. Thank you guys for listening.